Welcome to CPAC Now America Uncanceled. We've all been troubled when we've read about these mass shootings, the reports of violence. I know for us, I came back from New York City, uh, was walking through Union Station, and my driver, the man who picked me up, said, hey, there was just a shooting outside of the station. Um, you know, right at our house, there was a stabbing of two high school kids um, at the McDonald's right by our house. It just seems like an epidemic of violence, and uh, and I'm sure we're all troubled by it. And it made sense for us to bring in our good friend, Jack Brewer. Uh, you all know Jack. Uh, he is currently uh, a member of the Commission on the Social Status of Black Men and Boys, which is a really important uh, commission studying what's really going on uh, in these communities and what's going on in our society. Obviously, a former NFL great, somebody who has hit the campaign trail for all the candidates you care about. Uh, Jack Brewer, thanks for being with us again. Great to be with you, So, uh, you heard what I said in the introduction. Um, jump right in, Jack. Like, what is going on in our society? Yeah, it's, it's tough. You know, Matt, I've, I've had the opportunity to spend uh, a lot of time in the juveniles re recently, um, particularly down here in Florida, and just talking to these kids and trying to get into their psyche and understand uh, what is really going on. And I have to tell you, I was uh, really surprised with uh, the types of crimes that kids are now committing. You know, I, I saw a kid as young as 12 years old in juvenile jail spending their father's day. Uh, and I mean, the armed robberies and the home uh, break-ins and burglaries and shootings and attempted murder. I mean, these type of heinous crimes uh, that you never imagined young kids committing. Uh, our juveniles are full of kids uh, like that. And so uh, it was really disheartening. Uh, and as I started to talk to them and, and, and you know, try to become more of a father figure and, and, and try to get some understanding, uh, it, it was just overwhelming the amount of fatherlessness um, that is going on in our society. I mean, 85, 90 percent of every kid that I talk to in juvenile is fatherless. Uh, and it really is a sad situation. And so, um, you know, that that really is where I get my perspective. And it it, uh, it was a, it was really a slap in the face over the, the past couple of weeks uh, as I've really been exploring uh, some of these issues. Are these Jack, are these predominantly black kids or are these kids from every racial background? It's mixed. You know, you have Spanish kids, uh, white kids. I mean, every demographic is, is represented here. Uh, but the, the issue remains the same. Uh, I think sometimes we do put a lot of, uh, obviously, emphasis on the African-American community because the numbers are just so high. You know, seven in 10 black kids is born without having an active father in the house. Um, but if you look at, you know, white kids over the past 20, 25 years, it's tripled the amount of fatherlessness that's happening. Hispanic kids have doubled the amount of fatherlessness. And so every community now is being affected by the breakup of homes. Uh, but the issue is, is that oftentimes we talk about, you know, the, 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 the symptoms, but we never get to the root cause. And so, you know, all of these issues that we see in our streets is coming from uh, a missing spirituality. It's coming from not having that father figure, not having someone uh, that you can look at and hold you accountable uh, and that actually can discipline you. I mean, you, you, let's let's all admit it. We've all been, you know, adolescents and we've all needed to be kept straight at some point in our lives. Uh, and that oftentimes requires uh, that manly influence. You know, there's a couple things going on in our society that are hot topics uh, in the news, which 
the I think people mischaracterize as a, a solution. You have the pro-abortion crowd that is very upset about what might happen with Roe v. Wade, and their point is women need to have abortion as an alternative, otherwise we're going to raise a bunch of kids in unideal circumstances. Well, abortion has been at epidemic levels in our country for 50 years, and certainly within the major cities and the black communities. Um, uh, isn't that just a disgraceful uh, way to describe taking care of this problem? Just, you know, kill more children in the womb, I guess, would be their solution? Uh, yeah, it really is. It's disheartening uh, as an American, as, you know, a country that, you know, was really, you know, set on freedom and uh, so many people have died and put their blood, sweat and tears uh, into this nation uh, to hear that perspective that, you know, life is only valued if you have money or resources and, you know, only have a child if 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 you have the resources to take care of them. Uh, that should not have anything to do with building uh, a family and, and having a child. I mean, at some point, the spirituality of it, the righteousness of it, the right and wrong uh, of, of, of doing something like that uh, should be what drives our decision making. Uh, and in our country, I think we, we've gotten to this carnal mind uh, where everything that we're, we're doing is what's going to benefit our flesh. Uh, and we've made you know conscious efforts uh, to go against spirituality. And we started at with our kids all the way up through our government. Uh, I tell the story. I went to my first um, White House correspondence dinner this year. And I've never been in a room with that many people and not prayed over the food. And there was no prayer. There was no mention of God, no spirituality uh, in that entire place. And it was a grim, grim, dark feeling. And I think a lot of ways uh, that's what's going on in our nation uh, in almost every part of our government. I mean, you, you look at, you know, whether it's education, transportation, I mean, uh, the Department of, 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 of Human Resources, of Human Services, DHS, all of these places have completely removed God. And so how can you then go represent a people uh, and stand up for policies that are sound policies in your government if you're not giving God anything to bless? You know, this was the blessed land, uh, America. People came here for the American dream because it was a one nation under God. And we've tried to remove that. Uh, and now we're actually passing policies uh, that go directly against the word of God. Uh, and we're setting that as reality for kids and for our future generations. It's a scary thing. You know, uh, Jack, there was a recent uh, Gallup poll that just came out, which has made a lot of news, that uh, belief in God is down from uh, a pretty continual 90% level to now 81% uh, of these folks believe in God today, down from 87% just in 2017. Um, what's the effect of of not having God at the center of someone's life, what effect is that having on society? It's having deep effects. I mean, and think about it. We just came off of a, a pandemic. And so for numbers to be going down uh, after, you know, we've gone through something that was so horrible, right? When, yeah. when God, has, God has put different curses on the land, people have gone through different things. And for that not to be a sign of God, but actually cause more people to step away from God, uh, that's very concerning. And, I, and, and it really, it just, it, it, it gets your mind off of sin. A lot of things that, you know, if you can't hold yourself accountable to God and, and not sin and call sin what it is, uh, then you're really capable of doing anything. Uh, you know, just like the little 12 year old boy I was telling you about before, you know, this was the kid that uh, was shooting at the police officers 
Uh, and when they asked him what he was doing, he said that he was lighting them up like Grand Theft Auto. This is a 12 year old little boy. And when you meet him, he's playing with these uh, Hot Wheel cars uh, in the jail because it's, he has a mind of about a seven or eight year old. And so your society is going to be able to produce more people like that, more children like that. When you have parents uh, and you have schools that have removed God, that don't believe in God, but more importantly, don't hold themselves accountable to God. We all need to have that accountability. We all need to have that fear of God. We all need to have someone that can keep us in line and keep us balanced. And if we don't find that from our God and that's not established in our in our families, then we're going to destroy each other. Yeah, you know, um, when I've had the good fortune and I've been with you on some of these road shows to go campaign for candidates or give talks about, uh, you know, the the public policy uh, proposals we need to get implemented or the values that we share, I always, I always walk away from that feeling incredibly energized. Like, wow, there's millions of great people across this country, so many good people that still believe in the purpose of America and the need to make America greater by uh, making sure that we raise a new generation of kids that have their, their heads screwed on right. I always feel so positive, but when you look at these numbers, you can get awfully discouraged. Jack Brewer, you're looking across your country. You sound like you might be getting a little discouraged. I am. You know, I, I get discouraged and I, I, I pray and I, and I seek, you know, I go on my knees and I try to serve. Right. You know, Christ didn't come here to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so I try to always remind myself that God's going to put whatever it is in front of me that I can actually help. And so spreading the message, that's why, Matt, I love um, what you and Mercedes are doing, what being able to to push Christian values, push conservative values that align with the word of God. It's just so important these days, uh, because I think oftentimes when you see what the left is doing or what the, the Antichrist spirit is doing is speaking louder, uh, unfortunately, than God's people. And I think that's a lot of the issues that we have is that as, as faith-filled people, Christians, Judeo-Christians that carry those values, sometimes we don't speak loud and that our, our, our principles, our morality um, that the, the things that are taught in the Bible remain superior, right? In a lot of ways, we, we must keep our, our, our Bible and our faith above our Constitution. We can't, we can't let our morality uh, go away or, or the, the, the Constitution loses its value. And so I think that's the message that we have for America and reminding us that we have to pray over our kids, even if they're not ours. These kids need to be covered in prayer. I mean, when is the last time you think most of these kids that are in the streets doing and committing some of these crimes? When the last time you think someone laid their hand over them and prayed for them or, or, or brought them some spirituality or talked to them about the word of God? Most of them never get to experience that. And that's a shame on all Christians. That's the same on all believers because that's our job. God has anointed us to take on these flocks of children uh, and, and to make sure that they understand his kingdom so they can have eternal life. And so, uh, man, I thank you for, for all your work, brother. And, and I just, you know, I, I pray that we can find something to be hopeful for here in this nation uh, and that is rooted in the gospel of Jesus Christ. Well, uh, Jack, I can understand why you get discouraged. I feel uh, I'm sure we all do. I'm sure our listeners get discouraged as well. But the other side of this is that, you know, they say when it comes to your own health and your own diet, 
you can start rejuvenating your health tomorrow by making good decisions. And that's also true morally, that God never turns his back on us. We're always his created, and uh, we can turn away tomorrow from sin and the mistakes we make and our dysfunction and start making good decisions. And so can dads. If you've, if you've, right. if you've turned your back on a child, you can change that tomorrow by starting to make the next right decision. So true. And and we have to remember that, that repentance. Right. Uh, and I think a lot of times uh, when you start to hear these things, some people get in their shell and they hide or they make excuses or they don't face their realities. Uh, well, Christ came so that we can do that. And I think, you know, that's that's what has the, to be the message uh, of the believers. You know, Matt, and, and I'm so happy to hear you say that because that is where the hope is. The hope is that we can have that revival that we all know that we need as a nation. Uh, and it can be led through repentance and, and turning from our evil ways and actually, you know, speaking God's truth again. Uh, and the father is where it must begin. It begins and ends with the father. You know, we must love our house, our wives and our and our household like Christ loved the church. And, and it starts with the dad. Uh, and I think if you read scripture, you know, James 1 and 27 says pure religion and undefiled before God, the father is this to serve the fatherless and the widows in their trouble. Uh, otherwise, he will hit our land with a curse. And I think we are experiencing that curse in so many ways. But we can fix that by putting our attention on the widows and the fatherless uh, and actually going out and serving them. That's why this is a call to action. Uh, this is not some time to, to just punish you. This is a call to action. Dads can do more. Men can do more. We must be held accountable. Just like those dads out in Louisiana, you know, once their schools were were starting to, to become violent, those dads went into that school. And in one day, it completely changed uh, the entire landscape of that community just by a bunch of dads going and doing what dads are supposed to do. And so through coaching, through mentoring, through bringing these kids into your your homes and making sure they're okay, uh, we can change this land. That's what our forefathers and, would have done. Think about it. Matt, what would our forefathers have done in a situation like this? That's exactly what they would have done. They would have gone out and served, which is the spirit that drove them to establish this great land. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. And we got to rediscover that history because it's been bastardized by uh, this education system, which takes all the, it's like taking all the nutrients out of the food. Uh, when, when you look at Congress, when you look at governors across this country, who's leading on this question of fatherlessness and uh, trying to come up with new solutions and just talking about a subject that we need to talk about more? Governor DeSantis, I mean, I, I, I'm a resident of Florida, and I tell you, you know, you, you know me, I've been talking about fatherlessness yeah. for a long time. Um, but it, it, it means a lot when a governor actually listens. Um, and, and, you know, he brought me in as an advocate for this uh, fatherhood bill that actually is trying to use legislation uh, to help the, the most underserved. I mean, kids in our foster care system that are aging out. You know, right now they had no money, no resources for job training, no resources for 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 school. Uh, and, and Governor DeSantis stepped up with a bill that put over seventy five million dollars into programs to help uh, the fatherless kids of Florida. You know, that's how that's what policy is supposed to be. It's not about welfare. You know, sometimes the, the, the government can help people the most underserved. And I think that's what this bill is doing. It's also helping mentorship programs and actually promoting fatherhood. 
across the state of Florida. We have an issue here in the state of Florida with fatherlessness, just like every state has. Uh, but we have a governor that was the first in the entire country to pass legislation to address it. And so uh, I think more will, will follow him. Uh, oftentimes, many follow his lead. I know I've already uh, been 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 called and reached out to by a number of states uh, who are interested uh, in some of our research research that we have done as an organization and some of the programs and work that we've been able to to put in place uh, to help uplift the fatherless communities uh, here locally in Florida and across the country. And so I think Governor DeSantis has really set the tone on this issue and he's and he's led. And even though some people don't want to give him credit for that, some people want to make this about uh, skin color and make this about all these other uh, woke philosophies. But at the end of the day, this is about righteousness. And Governor DeSantis is a man of God who knows that righteousness uh, is the family unit with the man as the head of the household. Uh, Jack Brewer, you say it like it is. We appreciate you being with us again. We're going to hope you're going to be with us down at CPAC in Texas and Dallas, August 4 through 6. It wouldn't be CPAC without you. And thanks for joining us again. You know I'll be there. That's my hometown, <laughs> brother. You know I'll be there. I wouldn't miss it. That, you know what? My mom and dad are a lifelong Democrats. But I got to tell you, that's them calling the CPAC, I, I, I think it's changing their <laughs> mind. Uh, so you're if you can work with my mom and dad, man, you've done a lot. And uh, I appreciate it. I wouldn't miss Tell it mom and world, dad brother. that I'm taking them out to lunch and we're going to keep working on them. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. All right. We're going to be right back to CPAC Now, America Uncanceled after the short break. is back and is returning to the Lone Star State, Texas, August 4th through the 7th. Get tickets to see your favorite conservative leaders take the stage in Dallas. The movement that made America will be the one to save America. CPAC, Texas 22. Get your tickets today. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of America Uncanceled. In our new set, Sans Mercedes, who will be back. She is in New York City uh, doing a whole bunch of really uh, exciting uh, television interviews, talking about J6, talking about our desire to take back our country. Uh, we're really excited about how well the show is going. We love our new home here and our new set, which is just down the street from the CPAC headquarters. You know uh, to follow us at j 6 Facts. Uh, on Twitter. Also follow Mercy on Twitter at Mercedes Schlapp. Sorry about the last name. And follow me at, at MSchlapp or follow CPAC at, at CPAC. We have all these announcements coming out for CPAC in Dallas. We're going to have Jack Brewer there, who was just our guest here today. Obviously, Carolyn Wren, our first rest will, our first guest will be there as well. And we announced Sean Hannity, the great Sean Hannity, who helped uh, bring CPAC back uh, from the ropes uh, so many years ago and is the guy we turn to every night to hear the true side of the story. So thanks again for tuning in, and we'll see you soon.